Morning, bro. Morning, bro. How you doing? I'm well, and you? Well, I'm surviving. That's good. Surviving, you know, it's hurricane day here, so, yeah. Yeah. We didn't get much of hurricane. Oh, well, it's going to rain pretty much all day here, so, um, you know, it's... We, we don't get hurricanes, so, uh, but we do get the, uh, whatever, after the effect. spin. Yeah, it's the after effect from the spin as they head towards the, uh, out the, to the Atlantic. So, do you, uh, you guys need the rain? <laughs> yeah, it's only rained like twice in the last two months, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been, it's been pretty dry, so. Uh, I think you need the rain. I'm sure we'll need the flash flooding that may come with it, but you know how that goes. Yeah. Um, you know, like you say, when it rains, it pours. Is that right? I read that on a salt box once. <laughs> so, so it must be true, right? Mm-hmm. Well, John, we got like quizillion things to talk about. It's been a crazy week in, uh, in sports. Been pretty wild. Yeah, it's been very well. So where do you you want to start with the big story, which I guess is the NBA or you want to? Yeah, we can start there. It's a good spot. Is it? All right. It's your soapbox. Go for it. Well, that, you know, that we had another uh, shooting in Wisconsin this week and uh, the NBA decided that they were going to boycott their playoff games. Uh, there was talks that they were going to completely uh not play the rest of the season uh, in protest. And uh, the owners and the players got together and made some decisions and, and some agreements and had some conversations and and uh, decided to resume play starting tomorrow, I believe, right? No, I thought it was today. Oh, I think it is today. Tomorrow is when the Maps play. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, they, they were supposed to play Saturday the last I saw. They'd agreed. So yeah. we're, we're taping early Saturday morning. So correct. All right. So I, I think they're playing today. So, so John, there are people telling them to just shut up and dribble. All right. Are you in the yeah. shut, shut up and dribble? Uh... Those are the, you know, the. Be gentle. <laughs> no, I'm not. In the... I'll put it that way. There you go. Yeah, you, you see, you, you, you didn't, even, <laughs> didn't even say anything nasty about anybody. You know, it's an interesting thing that uh, a country that was founded on. I guess it's going to be one of those days, huh? I guess it's going to be one of those days, right? I mean, and I didn't feel good about the fact it cut me off in the middle of being profound. So <laughs> I guess that'll teach me. I, I was in the middle of saying it's it's funny in a country that was was pretty much founded on, on protest and not always nonviolent ones either or non-destructive ones. Uh, I mean, uh, I, people forget the Tea Party, right? Which Yeah, that uh, was pretty brutal. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that wasn't exactly a uh, sit down and kumbaya kind of protest. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, people get all, you know, I guess they figure the protests were over in the 1780s and we moved on, huh? So, uh but yeah, it's interesting to see them use their uh, their leverage. I, I was intrigued by the 
uh, agreement that they seem to have come to with uh, ownership that all MBA arenas are going to be offered up as voting uh, stations in, in their yeah. city and their practice facilities. So I, I thought that was a nice, uh, a nice move on their part, something concrete, uh, trying to make some sort of progress uh, in, in the cities they live in. So I thought that was good. Um, and more, more, maybe more interesting is the fact that the ripple effect that the NHL didn't play, the WNBA didn't play, some baseball teams didn't play, some baseball players didn't play in the games that were played. So, mm -hmm. it, uh, yeah, they, they had quite an effect uh, uh, when they, when they, uh, from when the Bucks decided not to play on Wednesday, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so time flies when you're having fun. So we're in the middle of, uh, I'm not sure they felt all this out. I know there were protests last night at the Cardinals baseball games. So I think there's, you know, there's still a certain amount of uh, uh, tension and desire to, to do more. So we'll, we'll see what comes as, as, we, as we move forward, right? Yeah, in the next few weeks, you know, especially as the NFL is getting ready to start here in two weeks, uh, this, right. this is a, you know, we got regular season starting uh, two weeks from tomorrow, as a matter of fact. So that's crazy. Right. Um, and, the, and, the, and the NFL is, uh, you know, they've, they've had good results. They, they haven't had a lot of COVID cases, I don't think, but... Uh, you know, you wonder wonder how long they're going to hold that together. Uh, Once they start traveling to yeah stadiums and they start traveling, they start mixing. Uh, it will get interesting. Um, I saw the, a, a report this morning uh, that the uh, president's secret uh, service team uh, has dozens of people who've tested positive. Uh, in it uh you know he's you know obviously he has not bunkered uh down uh and uh you know being out and about all these places you know working your way through big crowds the way they do is just uh so how has he not had it yet uh i think they keep him uh they keep, i think they keep him fairly well distanced he gets tested a lot uh, Everybody around him gets tested a lot, so I, you know, I, that, that's the best I've got. Yeah. Well, plus, okay. plus, uh, okay. I, you know, if we're going down this road, I he doesn't hang out with people who might have it, John. You know, he hangs out with people who are, you know, millionaires and billionaires. He, he doesn't dive into the crowd, right? Right. Uh, you know, so. Uh, like the other night, 1,500 people on the White House lawn, that, that wasn't exactly your server at your local restaurant or or, or McDonald's in, in the crowd there who has a lot of exposure. They, they have enough money to keep themselves, you know, isolated and distanced and and taken care of. Whereas the, I'm sure the Secret Service, when they do do their, their thing, right, they, they've got to move people back and you know, talk to people and, you know, they got to get, yeah. get, get, get around. So, 
Another reason that's a tough, tough gig, despite what Clint Eastwood and uh, let's see who else has played. Uh, I can see his face, but I can't come up with his name. Been a couple Secret Service movies. Yeah. Oh, um, the one like from the Angels Fallen. Um, okay. I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, we're going to have to cut that, that gap out. All right, John uh let, let's talk golf for a second because it's Ooh. an interesting week of, of, of golf uh let, let us go back to last sunday when dustin, <laughs> dustin johnson set a new record uh for scoring on the on the pga tour right 30 under par nobody had ever reached before according to what everybody was saying and he won by 11 or 12 shots uh-huh yeah so that was uh that was a performance huh yeah that was yeah that was a ridiculous i mean he was and he made it look easy i mean that was the other thing it was it was like he was on cruise control shooting 64s and 63s yeah well he he did when he's on john you know he does make it look easy you know Mm -hmm. he has that smooth long 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 flowing uh uh swing and uh when, when the ball goes in the right direction you know, it looks like he can't do any wrong. So, and, and you know, he gets in streaks where he can make a few putts. So, um, it was we, not a hard golf course, though. No, no, it as, certainly wasn't. There as was we, talk, we, we talked, we uh, talked, he'd already shot 60 the one day, and somebody had shot a 59, so he didn't even have a low round of the day. So, right. But that, that's, uh-huh. pretty, that's pretty good to, to put a 30 under par in the first playoff event, right, John? Yeah, that's that helps move you up the board and get you a little momentum going in through the rest of the playoffs. Well, Shortened John, playoffs. John, John, can you imagine having played last weekend and then rolling into to suburban Chicago this week and and doing what they're doing this weekend? I mean, you would be psychologically damaged, wouldn't you? Yeah, it, the course is definitely not playing nearly as easy um, with uh, the leaders at a. We have two people under par for the tournament. Right. Two, two at minus one leading as we start on Saturday morning. And they thought the golf course was going to get harder. So um, they, they have not had any rain for some days. And it is rough as long. And the greens are as hard as concrete, it looks like. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough for guys to, uh, I mean, today's moving day. As they say on in the tour, Saturday's moving day. It's going to be tough for guys to move to move up. Maybe you know if you can somehow get it to shoot a round of one or two under today, you may move up five oh, yeah. or six you, spots. You, you'll probably probably move if you're if you're if you're in red today. You'll probably uh, move up the board a lot. So, <laughs> so there you go. So it's it's interesting to watch kind of the yin and the yang of the PGA Tour. You know, they go, you got to go low last week and this week they're just fighting to make par. So um, it, it is, uh, it's kind of a fun, fun watch. Um, something we didn't get to really watch, uh, but was uh, kind of fun to follow. Phil Mickelson made his uh, senior tour uh, debut this week, John. Yes, he did. And he, he decided he was going to be uh DJ for, for at least a day, right? Yeah, yeah, he got the he got pretty hot there, didn't he? Well, yeah, he put put his smoking on him the 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 first day, 
what do you shoot 10 under or something the first day 10 or 11 yeah. under yeah 61 yeah made, made something like 11 birdies yeah so he uh yeah he was having a good time ended up winning the three-day event in a strange strange thing they played three days in the ozarks on a uh, monday tuesday wednesday yeah on a monday and tuesday wednesday and then they're coming back playing there again this weekend of course he was there because he did not make the cut last weekend in boston on the pga tour and that meant he was not eligible for this weekend so he had some free time and he, he's been playing well um so obviously he played well enough to win his first champions event and you know they, they i'm sure uh, the golf channel is thrilled because there will be people watching to see what phil does yeah on the um, on the champions tour he he brings eyes uh and and par partially because he's half crazy the way he plays sometimes so oh yeah he's very extremely aggressive and and uh you know the, the courses are a little shorter not much i mean uh that one was 7,000 yards they play right around 72 to 75 on the tour so on the big boy tour so it's not like he's you know hitting from the senior tees no no yeah it's 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 short and they, and they don't usually they don't play much rough no and, and and usually they do not play courses they don't play any place like olympia fields that's that's brutally really hard so you know they play places where birdie birdies uh, uh appear a lot so um the problem is once you get over 50 and john can attest to this as he heads there uh you, you can't putt the way you used to so um that's it, what it is you can't putt it well i i i i i think you you'll notice john uh the percentage a 10 footer makes on the uh, champions tour is not as high as it is on the PGA tour. I didn't know that that was the big difference, honestly. Well, I think I, well, I mean, you play the, the golf course is a little bit easier. You would think they would shoot, you know, what Phil came out and shot, you know, 10 under 10, make 10 or 11 birdies, but there you go. If, if there's, there's my hot take. It's about putting John. Well, it's about putting on all tours. Well, for that, uh, if you want to be Captain Obvious. Well, we are the Obvious Brothers, John. So there, there, there you go. We're we're on it, John. So there's our quick PGA Tour preview, uh, John. Back to the playoffs in the in the NBA. Um, you you did mention sorry that the the Mavs are still playing. So. Uh, yeah. The um, last game they played, uh, Mr. Doncic on a bad ankle. You didn't even weren't even sure he was going to play, right, John? And he, uh, but he put forty three on the board. I don't, I don't remember. It was a triple double. That was, yeah, that was two games oh, was ago. It, oh, was there a game? Last, I missed a game. Yeah. So game they last Sunday is when they they tied the series up at two apiece, and he. Um, and and, and, and they, they were they were down uh, down one with uh, what eight seconds left, and of course it's the NBA, so you take a timeout and you get to play you inbound the ball in front court, right, John? Everybody yeah. knows who's going to get the ball and shoot, and somehow he he ends up getting to shoot 
I don't know, five feet behind the arc or something. You said it, I said it was a 28 foot or 28 foot step yeah, back and buries it. Right. Yeah, that was, it was pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a big game. And then, uh, you know, they've been really ripping on Paul George cause he hasn't really shown up at all these playoffs. And apparently that was enough to get him motivated for uh Tuesday's game, which he came out and played really well. And, uh, they absolutely curb stomped them, the Mavs on on Tuesday. So, if uh, Paul Paul George is awakened and is going to continue to play the way he played on Tuesday, uh, I mean, it, nobody really predicted the Mavs to win this series. No, not even experience you. for this. No, it was about experience for this young team. It was about trying to maybe show other players, you know, the marquee players that this is a place to play who want, you know, try and get them to want to come play with Luca and win some championships. The deal was what we were hoping for was that this is a package deal. You got Luca and KP and uh, you know, KP has been <clears throat> again. Now he's just torn his meniscus. Uh, he missed the last two games. Looks like he's going to, he's definitely out for the rest of the series. And uh, so the unicorn is definitely starting to look more like a unicorn because uh, you never see him on the court. Mm. But when he is on the court, he's amazing. So I, I don't know what they're going to do in the future with him. Are they going to just really monitor his time and do a lot of that load management stuff? Um, the games he does play, is he going to be playing, you know, under 30 minutes a game? And. And, and for, for everybody out there who does not know who he's talking about, the guy's name is Persingas, who the Mavs picked up in a trade off season, right, John, with the with the Knicks. And he's yeah, he's in he, the- he is a European who um, did not play college ball, and so is is he twenty two, twenty three? He's very young. Uh- yeah, he's older. Uh, he's twenty four, I think. Oh, he's old. He's is. all the way to twenty four. Yeah. But, but, and Lucas 21. So, you know, the, it was really, you know, and he's on a five-year contract. So they were really hoping to get, you know, good, if they can get good five years out of him. And then, you know, like I said, try and bring in some, some uh, pieces, some help, some pieces. Yeah. Uh, the one rumor or not rumor, but I guess it's what the, the, the locals like to talk about. Um, oh, you know, he's only 25. Oh. He just turned. He just turned twenty-five. Okay. The locals like to talk uh, is would bring to bring Oladipo in, which I would think would be great. Um, I would love to see Oladipo on that team with KP, a healthy KP and and Luca. Well, uh, you know, I I don't understand these things. I, I never do. Why, why the Pacers would give up. I guess now you think he's their second best player, but for, for years he's been their best player. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, why, why they would let him go is a question, but um, you know, I, I don't work in an NBA for an office and I'm often mystified by people moving around in the NBA. So, I'm, I mean, the fact that Knicks gave up on Porzingis uh, was kind of amazing. So, uh, you know, did they give up on him or did he give up on them? I mean, I, I, he made it pretty clear that he didn't want to be there anymore. Well, I guess that's the funny thing about the NBA, how that seems to be. The uh, players have more control than it seems like other sports. Right. Yeah. 
And the one factor you have to you got to remember with the with the Mavericks, and, and he's not. It's not like he's a marquee player, but you know they're without Dwight Powell, who's who's a good five. Um, so he helps relieve some of that. You know that inside stresses off KP because when KP's playing, he pretty much has to play almost. I mean, not that there's really a big man anymore, but um, you know he has to play inside. Yeah, more he's a he's he a he likes to. He's a five. Or, or maybe maybe he wants to be a uh, a, a, a shooting uh, four sometimes, but he's more he's very much five. Yeah. yeah. He definitely wants to be a four, right. but he's a five when he's on the court right now. Yeah. But when you can put KP and Dwight Powell on the floor at the same time, then that's that that team's strong. But right now they can't put KP right. and Boban on the floor at the same time because Boban is is slower than molasses. So so John. Uh, has anything changed in terms of who you, uh, you you've been seeing the Clippers, uh, you know, up up close and personal? And there was talk we talked a couple of weeks ago that people thought they were the best team in the NBA, uh, and you kind of agreed at the time. Uh, do they look like the best team in the NBA or the Lakers now? The, the, well, the real I, favorite. I think it's it is definitely the the Clippers if if they play. If, if Paul George can score like he's like Paul George, right. if PG. Right. So if he's back and if he's back to his normal self, um, you know, he kind of alluded to the depression that he was suffering from being in the bubble and, you know, cause he was having a good season pre bubble. Um, but post bubble, he was just, you know, he just struggled mightily. And, and uh, I think, you know, for him to come out and say what he said about, his struggles and stuff like that. It's kind of a big deal. Um, but nonetheless, uh, if he's going to play good, then yeah, they're, uh, they're going to be solid and you don't know. And, and it, that means that Beverly could come back too. So I don't know when he's going to come back. Yeah. Um, Be- Beverly, who I guess shot his mouth off in a meeting the other day. So I, it is the headlines he was making, which isn't a good thing usually. So, no. uh, so, um, <laughs> Pushing on, it's it's also a big week in baseball. The trade deadline is Monday. Uh, they moved it back a month, of course, and uh, there've been a couple fairly insignificant trades. I would call them insignificant. Um, nobody uh, of much, uh, not really marquee players have moved yet. And I, I keep seeing the Cubs, who are in first place, uh, of course, in the National League Central. Your team. Uh, I, what do you think, John? Will they make a move? What are you hearing as a Cubs fan? Uh, I don't. I don't watch the Cubs broadcast unless I have to. So, what what are they talking about needs and and what they're likely to get? Well, I mean, they obviously they need relief, right? Um, relief pitching that's been their struggle. Um, I don't think they need another bat on their roster, um, but it's what they're going to have to give up, I guess. Is is what the, it could be the scary part, but. Um, I, I just think this trade deadline is so weird this year because of one, because pretty much, you know, 16 teams, half the league is going to make the playoffs over half. Right. Um, so, and I don't know if that means a lot to those lower, you know, those 14, 16 teams, you know, the last, right. the last, last one, three or four in there, right. If that's a big deal to them or not, but, um, you know, Clevenger, 
is is being talked about bauer i mean that's basically the ones that are you know like in every trade deadline it's all about pitching who's going to pick up one more starter or maybe another ace or right i i see uh, trevor rosenthal's name is mentioned uh and maybe going to the cubs he's having a good year he's uh you know he's only 30 and he's uh back with the Cardinals. He had a couple good years as a closer. He's having a good year as a closer now, and you guys don't have a closer at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that name has been the big name to us about. I haven't seen a lot of bats, a lot of big bats. Oh, oh yeah, Lance Lynn's name has been tossed around from your Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a local guy who's having mm-hmm. a great year. Uh, but uh, the Rangers don't look to be going much anyplace soon. And the Rangers aren't going to make the playoffs. And if they if they if they can get a couple prospects for him, he might help them in two years. Yeah, and they're you know they play. He starts tomorrow, I think, against the Dodgers, which is um, somebody that they think might be in the market for him. Well, so. Dodgers are always in the market, right? Isn't that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, just load. They have a bench full of players. Everybody else would love to have. So, uh, yeah, it'll be. It's an interesting trade deadline. Uh, let me, you know, what I've heard people say. There's been no minor league baseball, so you don't really know about prospects and how they, they're mm-hmm. developing this year. So you're kind of stuck with what you scouted or didn't scout back in March. So you know, it's kind of a head scratcher about. You know, you're really shooting in the dark. And then, as you said, there's a whole different playoff system in the short season this year. Uh, you know, how valuable is it to to uh, take a chance? You know, the infamous rental, uh, you know, is it worth it? You know, giving up prospects for rental on this season? Of course, you know, my, my take is I, I will take the banner that says 2020 on it hanging from one of my my favorite stadiums. Yeah. Uh, I, I know, I'm, it's not going to bother me the least bit. So uh, I don't. I agree. I don't, I don't know I don't why mean. you wouldn't go a hundred percent. And but it is a very different thing. And, and you also don't have a, a very big sample of the major league talent. Um, so, and then there's a, a forty-man roster issue. Uh, everybody's struggling. Uh, keeping, you know, shifting players around. There have been, there obviously been doubleheaders and there are going to be more doubleheaders because of the multiple teams with COVID worries. Um, and so uh, it, it's really tough to move people around on, on your roster. So there are a lot, a lot of factors that I suspect are going to keep uh, the trade uh, shuffle uh, a lot smaller than it's been most years. Yeah. Matter of fact, that the Cubs got a doubleheader today with the the Reds, who they lost to last night, which was pretty lame. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is it, uh, John. The Reds need this series, uh, and and you know I would tell you the Cubs need to to bury them uh, if you want to be a first place team. Yeah. Uh, so, because uh, I think with the win last night, the well, no, they're not in second place yet, but they're very close to second place. The Reds. Well, yeah. yeah, I guess it depends on how you look at that. I mean, well, I they're in second place. Why do you say only? I mean, they're they're in third place because just because of the of the uh, 
win percentage, but not which is in total win. Which is what they're going by is going to be wins percentage, John. So I know, which isn't necessarily, I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's fine. Well, uh, and then another another piece of Major League Baseball that kind of have let it out that they're. I don't know if they've actually asked the Players Association to sign off yet, but they're going to go to a two-bubble, talking about a Mm two-bubble thing for the playoffs. One of them right there in your hometown. And um, they're going to play in Texas and and, uh, Southern California and bubble everybody up uh, there. Somebody, you know, I was listening yesterday. I was on the road for a few minutes, and they were saying, well, San Diego is perfect. Because the hotel actually has a, a walkway uh, into into the the stadium right there, and I uh-huh. guess the new Texas Stadium has a hotel right on uh, right there too across the parking lot. Somebody said fifty yards away or something. It was a so uh, I think they scouted out locations where they can can bubble up the playoff teams. I just don't know if you can. Can you keep eight teams in one hotel, though? That's 320 players, right? Plus coaches and staff. I mean, that's going to be over. Hmm. That's that's a lot of people well, put in big, one hotel. How big is a hotel? Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know that it's going to be eight all in one, is it? I, I haven't seen any details, so. Uh, Me neither. I, I, know, I know they were talking about playing in. Uh, the two National League parks in uh, SoCal, and they were talking about Houston and Texas in Texas. So I wouldn't think you would keep everybody in uh, whatever Arlington and mm-hmm. play in Houston. Uh, maybe you would, but you know, half in Houston, half. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, John. But uh, it's at least interesting. They they figured out that the bubble approach might be better and that takes us back to the nfl right john who have not really done a bubble approach no i mean they're i mean a lot of teams and i don't know how what the percentage is but i I thought it was pretty high you know they have they have self-quarantined themselves um you know like i can only speak for the cowboys because that's the one i i hear about most often but they're in there they're all the team is all staying in the Omni Hotel during this camp, and and they're they're quarantining. Um, you know, they're they're self bubbling. I guess is the way they're putting it. Yeah. Is anybody and, uh, going out for pizza? Uh, no, and I don't think any uh, anybody's been trying to get snuck in so far that I know of. Well, hasn't come out yet, huh? <clears throat> well, so this will this will be interesting going forward as as the leagues try to. You know, try and manage this, and in particular, it'll be interesting to see the NFL. So, John, we're two weeks away from the NFL season. Is it safe to say that the NFL season is as uh, hard to figure out as the other uh, leagues who have restarted uh, are? I mean, uh, the, the whole COVID thing has kind of changed. Uh, there hasn't been camp. There aren't preseason games. Uh, we don't know how people are developing. I don't. The players haven't moved as much as they they often do. You know, uh, cut day, people leave one team, go to another, and and I don't think there's been as much of that yet. So, 
Uh, is, uh, is it going to be different uh, come two weeks from now? Different than than what? Well, every other season we've watched, of course. Oh yeah, we, it's we, definitely going to be different. I mean, it's we also, if I remember right, like people talk about the first four games of the year are always the rust games that teams don't always look their best uh, early on. There, there, it's going to be even worse in two weeks, right? Yeah. And, you know, there's limited, I think there's the league still has their limitations on the amount of um, padded practice you can do. So I think there's, my early prediction is, is that it's going to be a, a a injury riddled season this year. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of, see a lot of hammies getting pulled. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're just not in the same shape. No, I mean, they're not really in football shape. I mean, I've seen some clips of like practices and stuff like that. And it looks like they're running about 70%, you know, and it's, I mean, what are you going to, when, when real game time hits, it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see it, I think, I think the first, like you said, the first four weeks usually are kind of ugly. I think it's going to be real ugly this year. So, so that, so, so when we're, when we're uh, doing our survivor picks or you're doing your uh, Ron, Ron's picks uh, on confidence, John, it's just going to be much more of a challenge, huh? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do survivor or Ron's or um, pigskin mania. Uh, the only thing I'm going to do is I'm in my yearly fantasy football league and then I'm, I guess I'm doing that thing with you and Josh that we do. Yeah. Wins pool. The wins pool. Which, which is, which has no skill to it at all. What's that? That's a, it's a no skill league. Right. Right. It's just luck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think you're doing something by picking what, what team you're picking, but you really have no idea how they're going to do. So. Especially this year. And especially this year. Yes. It's, it's likely that somebody's, Likely to to crap the bed or or uh, you know grab the golden ticket uh, this year. So uh. yeah, if you could come out, uh, I mean, if you start slow, I mean, it's a sixteen game season. You come out and go zero and four. That's that's going to be tough to come back from, especially if anybody in your division comes out hot and goes, you know. Three and one or four and zero. Oh. Well, especially so. especially if you if you're trying to manage COVID. Yeah, right. You got a player or two who has to miss a couple <clears throat> weeks, or, or probably more than a player or two if somebody gets it or tests positive. Yeah. If, so if, if there's any positive tests, I mean, it'll be much like Major League Baseball. I mean, they're going to have to postpone games. I mean, I guess the one good thing, and I was air quoting there. Yeah. Um, the one good thing about the NFL is they only play once per week. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like the major league baseball where they're playing three or four games a week. Well, especially now with the shortened season and compacted schedule and they were playing five and six games a week. So a two week quarantine is, you know, in major league baseball is it's 10 to 12 games. Yes. But you don't play double headers in the NFL, John. You don't play double headers. Correct. So they would have to do some, some weird scheduling fixes well uh, you, you would have to would you would have well it's unlikely that the two teams are going to have the same um bye week right right so i don't know what they what they're going to do i think they're praying it doesn't happen but i, I haven't seen a plan uh they would have to do like a 
the one way, I guess one thing you could do is do like a floating by week. So, you know, if you're, if you miss week two, because you have COVID or week, week two and three, because you have, you have players with COVID and you had a week six by, well, now you don't have a week six by, you have a week two or three by or whatever. And if, yeah, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It, it takes, I really don't know. <laughs> it, it, it takes more than we know to, to figure these things out. You, you, but uh, so let's go back to college football, John. Uh, <laughs> It seems, John, that uh, the Big Ten is talking about playing in November now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're really um, holding strong of their, their convictions, aren't they? Well, yeah, I don't know what to think, John, but they, they, I was like, my, I scratched my head maybe literally when I saw that headline, John. I'm like, what? Why did they think it, you know, I do not know that November is going to be better, so... And that, let me just say uh, for everybody in our audience, the three of them, um, I, I live in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, with a university here where my wife works. And they tried to come back uh, two weeks ago with, with everybody on campus, air quotes again, John, because there were, turned out that wasn't, um, they, were, they were up uh, Thursday to a hundred and some cases uh, that, that had tested positive on campus, uh, and they they starting on Monday. They're all online, so uh, huh. it's just uh, I, there are not too many campuses that have tried to go all face to face who have not faced a outbreak. So, well, did did you see the? I think it was this week. I saw. It. Matter of fact, I know it was because we. I would have talked about it earlier. The stat of the week I saw was that. Uh, University of Alabama had more positive cases in one day than the entire country of Canada. Right. I saw that. I saw that somebody tweeted that out. Yeah. So the University of Alabama, of course, is a uh, big football power. And here they are. But, well, I actually, I, you know, I watch a show on ABC almost every weekday that's supposedly all COVID all the time. And uh, the, they, they interviewed the mayor of Tuscaloosa. And I was like, well, why don't you have the university people on there? And he was like, oh, we have this many cases and, you know, we're trying to manage it. And of course, his take was all the jobs that would be lost if students aren't there, which is fair enough. But I mean, you give you give them how many hundreds or thousands of people COVID. Uh, uh, you can't you can't make it short term. I guess this is the great conundrum of COVID, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, uh, Alabama looks a little iffy. Uh, also, the University of Nebraska players are suing the Big Ten, so uh, football players, uh, because uh, I, I guess they say they violated their own rules by not actually taking a vote uh, to to cancel the season. And I'm like, why? What goods that do you, dudes? But anyway. Um, there's a lot of crap floating around these days. John gives us plenty to talk about. Yeah, there is yeah. so much, so much shit. Uh, and, 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 you know, and the fact that the starting with the NBA and a lot of others, you know, the pro sports picked up on it that, you know, trying to make some statement about how the country's going and how, how we need to do better. 
just adds to the juice, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, this has definitely been. 2020 has I mean, been crazy, John. It's been beyond crazy. Yeah. I mean, this will be a, a, uh, yeah. a year that's definitely going to go. I mean, has it only been one year? This. Yeah. It's right. Yeah. This will be a year that'll be, be talked about for many, many, many years to come. Yeah. And, and studied and so on and so forth. Right. So, well, well, John, this has been fun. Uh, what, what do you, what's your, what's on your uh, must watch uh, here in the next few days, John? And by oh, speaking I'm of must watch, holy moly, was a repeat again, John. We're really looking yeah. forward to the new stuff, aren't we? Yeah, we need to figure out. I mean, I wonder if it's a COVID thing that they're trying to figure out how to finish off this season or something. Stretch it out. Stretch it out, or I mean, obviously, you would think that they could record these matches that they're showing you could do that in probably what two or three nights to get this into the finals so well john they were they were shooting when it was cold outside so i yeah i would have thought i think it's all in the can i think they're 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 stretching it out because they don't have programming to put on so maybe yeah that's my theory but good theory i like it i i i'm really looking forward to to seeing uh you know, those, the finals and, and some new holes. So, but anyway, yeah. uh, must, must see, must see sports the next few days. Uh, uh, Mavs game. Mavs game tomorrow, two thirty, uh, central time. So I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, uh Cubs. Did the Cubs. Are you watching Cubs or Reds? I might watch a little bit of it today. Um, until I get pissed off um, and then, Definitely going to watch some golf this weekend because I like watching professional golfers struggle. You you like watching them not be able to get it out of the rough and uh, yes, yeah. Well, they were it, it, it was I, I watched quite a bit yesterday. It was uh, it, it it was intriguing the kinds of things they were trying to do to get the ball just to stay on the green. So uh, it was uh, uh, the the one par three. I think the closest putt was. It might have been Tiger had an 18-footer, was the closest wow. putt for birdie. And there was one birdie, and that was, uh, oh, what's his name? The Japanese guy who had the lead at one point. Mits Matsuyama. Matsuyama. That's right. Okay. I was going for Mitsubishi or something. But Matsuyama chipped in from off the green for the only birdie. So, uh, wow. That, that's how a 200-yard par three. Uh, the combination of the wind and where the flag was tucked uh, on the hard green was they just couldn't get the ball anywhere near. And you know, 200 yards is nothing to those guys. They're hitting six. No, they're hitting six irons. Uh, yeah, or seven. Um, they, they were hitting. I know Rory hit a four and was in the green side trap. So I don't know if he was trying to, you know. But anyway, Light one in. Yeah, they they you know, but they were hitting. He, he hit the most I saw. Most people were hitting fives or sixes. So that's not a long shot for them. And they could not get it close and could not make birdies. When uh, they're not birdieing 200-yard par, th par threes, uh, they're struggling, right? Right. Yeah. So, all right, John, uh, lot, lots of things to watch, lots of things of interest. And uh, we're going to have to record next next week, at, at not our Friday morning time again. So, we, we might have a lot in the can to talk about uh, who knows who might be, be boycotting between now and then or what might happen. Right. 
Yeah, anything could happen. Yeah. It is. It is 2020. Well, John, I'm I'm just going to put this out there, and I think you'll agree with me. Be nice that the police could avoid shooting uh, an unarmed uh, black person for a week. So, uh, yeah. yeah, could we go seven days without that? Yeah, right. Well. Yeah, I saw another, I saw another ugly video of an incident yesterday, and it's, but uh, they didn't end up shooting a guy. So uh, well, that's good. Yeah. All right. That, there is our hopeful hopeful tone right there, John. Yes, there, hopeful. Hopeful. All right, John. Bye, bro. Bye, bro. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Bye.